And welcome to the Tommy Divine Podcast. It is January, Wednesday, 13th of January. Uh, what a week of football we've had in wild card, super wild card weekend, may I say. Uh, what a week of football. What a week of football we had. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we had some firings as well around the National Football League. Let's get into that. Uh, Aiden with me, as always, the Koonst returns for divisional playoff week how, we Aiden, doing? how are you doing how are we doing i'm excited to talk some football this is a fun time of year because as you mentioned not only do we have actual football to talk about but we also have the coaching carousel which is always a particular interest of mine for whatever reason um, i'm just fascinated by by the the moving parts that is the nfl's uh kind of coaching coaching wheel that that turns its its wheels every every year and just fascinating to see where where all these guys will end up i don't think we have any any real news yet um other than you know obviously houston getting casario at gm so what we do know is that doug peterson has been fired from the philadelphia eagles not a huge surprise but the question now is what happens to Carson Wentz? A lot of people are thinking he's going to go to Indianapolis. I have prayed to the football gods that this does, does not happen. Uh, but but real quickly, uh, before I get your reaction on the Peterson news, what's the whole thing going down with Miami and Houston? What What is that all contained in, in that? Maybe could shed a little bit more light on that uh, for us, if you will. Well, yeah, and it seems – well, just to, to give context for those that obviously don't know, and I think most people do kind of know that Houston has has been infiltrated. Uh, the Houston Texans organization has been infiltrated by this former team pastor of the New England Patriots, uh, Jack Easterby, who is essentially, uh, you know, a- any kind of movie trilogy. You think about like Lord of the Rings, where where the the king had had that like hand, his his assistant who was corrupting him. Okay, yeah, That's oh, essentially yeah. what yeah. Easterby is in Houston to owner Cal McNair. He has come in and 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 won a power struggle really uh, over obviously Bill O'Brien, who's now been fired, over their previous GM, whose whose name is escaping me. And now Easterby basically has the ear of owner Cal McNair, and so what goes down is. Houston, who, who obviously fired Bill O'Brien, who was both a GM and a, a coach, as we know, they look they're in the market for a GM, and and they hire a search firm that that recommends a guy named Omar Khan after an extensive search, of which they put in a couple hundred thousand dollars into the search firm. Um, I think Louis Riddick of ESPN Monday Night Football broadcast, he was the candidate, and then this other guy Omar Khan, who was like a VP for the Steelers, was the other candidate. So these two were kind of like the guys that this search firm had recommended Deshaun Watson had been told ahead of time that he was simply going to get some input on the GM search being that he's the franchise quarterback. As it turns out, Easterby got his guy, Nick Casario, who was a, a buddy of his from new England, not to say Casario isn't qualified. He, he is, he's been sort of a hot name, but he is Easterby's best friend and East and, and, and Casario was not at all recommended by this search firm. Watson ended up with no input and Easterby gets his man in Casario to be the GM. Um, you know, Watson's furious, and then there's some speculation that maybe he wants to go to Miami. Then Miami is coming, and, you know, obviously if that were to be a deal, it would be a bunch of first-round picks, potentially Tua, but then now Miami 
you know, Miami players anonymously are coming out and saying they don't even think two is the guy that, that came out today. I, I, I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. That's concerning, obviously. Very uh, much. Yeah. I don't know how much, like, certainly we're not expecting a, a Deshaun Watson deal even in the next few months. Why would no. they trade him? But it, no. it is interesting to kind of see how Easterby has just taken over in Houston. Well, it, it just sounds like a Ponzi scheme. I mean, it just sounds really kind of like, you know, this guy infiltrating the system. Uh, you know, of course, it has Patriot DNA all over it. It just makes too much sense with all this. And, you know, uh, I don't mind it's the Texans because, you know, they're another team in my division. So, uh, you know, if he wants to go ahead and corrupt the Texans, that, that's fine. I, I'm really all for it. Um, usually I don't condone negative Patriot behavior, but if it's for a benefit for the Colts, I will shock that one up for new England. So, you know, if it means that another team in my division gets worse, so be it, but is it right? No, not at all. And, and if you, you know, you're talking about the whole Lord of the Rings comparison, it's exactly like that. So, you know, um, yeah, this has all been very interesting, very interesting stuff to say the least, here these past few days. But to go back to the to Doug Peterson. So you obviously, we all know you're, you're our, our Giants, NFC East guy, uh, resident out there. And uh, what, what, what's the NFC East vibe with Doug Peterson getting fired? What, what, what's, the, what's the news on the street, if you will? Well, I think the, the NFC East vibe and, and generally the NFL vibe is that the Eagles – and, and the Texans, I think, are competing for the worst job um, in, in the NFL right now from a coaching perspective and, and from a GM perspective. Um, you know, when you when you look at the NFC East, uh, you have a team in Dallas is is really the only team that has a, a surefire uh, stud quarterback going forward. You know, and Dak Prescott, assuming he comes back fully healthy. Um, but they're kind of a, a dumpster fire elsewhere. And then you've got two teams in the Giants and, and the Washington football team that are uncertain at quarterback, but are promising everywhere else, including head coach where, you know, Joe judge for the giants, Ron Rivera for the, the football team. And then you got the Eagles who have a, a quarterback in Wentz who, um, you know, is making a ton of money is really, really tough to trade that guy without taking a huge uh, dead cap hit. You've got a guy in Jalen hurts who's played five games um, and like he looked good, but he wasn't. I mean, you know, that you can't make a decision. You, you know, it hurts is just not proven anything um, at this point. And I think with Peterson, uh, you, you cannot tell me that decision to bench Hurts and throw in Sudfeld uh, did not have an impact on his job security because I think yeah. uh, that just that has a certain weight in the locker room with veterans uh, who, who play the game to win no matter what, no matter what draft pick you, you have. So I, I think that definitely played a role with Peterson and, and I guess Ian Rappaport uh, tweeted that hey, Peterson was just sick of people telling him what to do. And you know what? I can respect that. And so kind of transitioning into the weekend we just had, a super wild card weekend. And you talking about the Washington football team. They were the absolute uh, – they were the ritual sacrifice, if you will, for the playoffs, getting to win the NFC East and going to play Tampa Bay. And let me tell you, the Tampa Bay Gronkineers – didn't play well nah. for most of that game. I think that's the game we need to start with if we're because recapping a little bit because Taylor Heineke looked like uh, a beast. 
He was running around. He was making plays. He was making throws. He was doing some Michael Penix end zone pylon type of stuff. What do you think about Tampa going forward as these playoffs progress? Well, I'll I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm quite concerned about Tampa, um, particularly with, with their matchup this week. And I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, Going, going to New Orleans, a uh, place that earlier in the season, uh, they've now lost twice by a combined margin of yeah. what, 45. Um, so Got punched you know, in the mouth. That, that's concerning, obviously, to say the least. Um, as far as the game against Washington, you know, it it wasn't – I can't say it was exactly how I expected because I did expect Tampa to win by a little bit more. Uh, but it was the type of game that I think we're used to seeing from Tampa Bay. I mean, we know what this team is at this point. It's a very good offense, and it's a, a frankly, average to below average defense. Um, the, there's too much inconsistency on this defense if you just look across the board. Do they have a good – like, they, they have a bunch of guys who, who show up sometimes who don't other times. They've got a good corner in Carlton Davis, but, but the other, you know, the other corner spot and the other DBs have kind of been a disaster outside of Winfield. Um, you know, Shaquille Barrett, who led the league in sacks last year, has been a shell of himself. Uh, Pierre Paul is getting up there. Uh, you know, Devin White is for as splashy the plays that he makes. He's also kind of a liability in coverage. Um, and I think a, a competent offense, and, and Washington was better than that, to give them credit, because Heineke was, was better than competent. He was very good. Uh, kind of exposed that. And I think with Tampa... You know, they're lucky to survive this week, quite frankly. And, and um, going to New Orleans, I, I don't have a lot of faith in them to win that game, I'll be honest. Yeah, so speaking of New Orleans, and we made a big deal about this last week, but they got to be a part of the Nickelodeon game yeah. that we made such a big deal about last week. And since we made such a big deal about it, this is the part of the show where we sit down and, and discuss the mega cast for last week's games and the Nickelodeon for me, at least Nickelodeon experience uh, was pretty terrible. Okay. I've heard mixed reviews on how it went. Uh, I think Ian Eagle's son was fine. He was okay. Uh, they brought on some other girl who I had no idea who she was. She's probably like a new Ariana Grande or somebody I didn't know. And, you know, then they had Nate Burleson and poor Nate Burleson who I, do you think Nate Burleson should be in the Hall of Fame real fast? Do you think he should be there or, or not? I, I don't I don't know. Was he that good of a receiver? I can't, I can't really remember his playing career. I, I think it's debatable. Probably not. Yeah. But I still think he was a great talent. Yeah. He was really good. Yeah. And to have him sit in that booth for Nickelodeon for three hours – and have to describe every little thing. And I know these this audience was for kids, and I, I think he embraced that. But you got to feel for the guy because, you know, they brought – I don't know how much of the Nickelodeon telecast you watched, but they would bring up, like, young Sheldon, and young Sheldon would be like, oh, this is roughing the passer. That means when the big 400-pound defensive lineman crushes your quarterback – after the ball is thrown, it's like it just it didn't work for me, and and that's because it, it wasn't aimed for me as an audience member. Uh, but what did you think? I don't know. I'm 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 interested to see what you thought. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't again like I I didn't take it seriously, which I think was 
light yeah. approach if you tried to take it seriously. Yeah. Like my my dad was like, "What is this, dude?" I'm like, Same. "All right, dude, it, it's for kids. Same. Like, it's not Same. like you have to understand. They're not trying to appeal to, you know, four four year old working men like yourself." Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, I I I didn't hate it. I thought it was kind of fun. I thought I actually thought Burleson did a very good job. Oh yeah, no, I think he was great, and I, I I'm probably being too harsh with it. Um, and you know, I mean, you kind of got to put on rose-colored glasses when you look at that sort of stuff. And it's like, you know, it's for kids. It's kind of that, so you kind of got to give it, kind of handle it, cut kid gloves if you yeah. will. But yeah, I mean, you know, I I, w- I wish they would have put like I said earlier last week, like Brandon Godden or somebody. Noah Eagle just kind of I don't know, like he was wearing like a. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Yeah, no, like, it, it was, was just, weird. It was weird. It was weird. It was definitely weird. You know, so I don't know. Like, yeah. if if it had been, I'll tell you this. I I think, I think firstly, it is a good step in the right direction. That I think there there can be, um, and this is something I think they've been talking about for a while. There can be different kinds of of NFL broadcasts and and taking it from kind yeah. of a creative perspective. And I think that part of it's cool. And I and I think the other part that was cool was it, it, it was almost, you know, it, it was like they made it look, the game was pretty boring. Um but yeah. oh very but so. you know generally we, we kind of we talk so seriously about football that, that it was kind of a fun reminder that that we that this is a game. We don't have to take it as seriously yeah. as sometimes we do, but at the same time as someone who does take it very seriously. Of course, I would rather listen to Nance and Romo, but I will say this: yes. if you know there are, you know, I think to me Nance and Romo are, are the best crew that, that we have, and I think yeah, I if, agree. If I there agree. are some crews, and and I certainly maybe some that, that aren't don't still exist because they weren't very good. I'm looking at you, a Monday Night Football. Um, you know, some of those crews, <laughs> yeah. some of those crews, like I would have rather listened to the the Nickelodeon game than than. Than the yeah. Witten Booger Mobile booth from. Back in- oh yeah, I okay. mean, yeah, that's actually interesting. Yeah, I think I would too. And and I thought final point on this is is how funny was it that the the Bears season ends on a meaningless touchdown where the slime cannons go off and Jimmy Graham just says, "See you later." <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. And and the thing is, he's going to retire. So congratulations to Jimmy Graham. Uh, he's, he's had a great career and uh, you know, when Mitch Trubisky wins your MVP award in the Nickelodeon game, you kind of know what you're getting. You know what I mean? Like that just kind of sums it up really. It's just one one of those things. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just very interesting. Yeah. Like I said, Romo and Nance, I, I'm honestly surprised Romo and Nance didn't get Bill's Colts. I was kind of disappointed. I, I really thought they'd get that game on Saturday. I know it was the early Saturday game, but, you know, they got the Bears-Saints, which was kind of a weird game anyway. Like, that should have been on Fox. Like, it should have been with, like, you know, Charles David. Like, it's just kind of a weird, like, I well, don't know. I, like, that was and they could have gotten Ravens-Titans, too. I mean, those, those two seem yeah. like the ones that, that they should have gotten. But Yeah, so that, that was definitely weird. Um, but, yeah, so uh, – yeah, that was that was definitely a weird thing for me. But when you when Mitch Trubisky wins the Nickelodeon Valuable Player Award, <laughs> it's just kind of weird. And the thing is, so the the biggest thing of this weekend, the big joke of the weekend now has been 
Oh, the Saints uh, Tampa Bay game next week is going to be on the History Channel. Right, right. I saw. That. So that's that's the big winner of the weekend is that joke, uh, which which will live on, and, and that's great. And uh, who do you think out of all the winners this week? And I've got my answer already prepared. Who do you think is the big winner coming out of Wild Card Weekend? Um, I think it has to be Cleveland. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Think, you know, yes, winning. Yeah a playoff game for the first time in however many years over a big rival when your head coach is coaching from the base, not even coaching, watching the game from his basement. I mean, I'm sure, I don't know yeah. if you saw that they literally signed a guy off the street and players didn't even know who Blake Hans or something that started. Yeah. Didn't he, didn't he have to drive yeah. all the way to drive, Cleveland drive all the, way, the night before? Drive all the way to Cleveland and, and his teammates didn't even know who he was in the locker room. And then he gets in the game and they're like, Oh, so this guy's actually getting in. Um, for them to have that kind of adversity and to come out on top uh, after all that that fan base has been through, um, especially over a you know a hated rival, I think they're probably the big winners. Um, do I think they stand a chance this week? Eh, probably not, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, and I, I was joking around on Twitter. I'm like, you know what? Kevin Stefanski should just sit in his basement. <laughs> You know, if he just sits in his basement, maybe they'll just win the Super Bowl. Uh, no, but the thing with Cleveland was, you know, and there was a pit, and I was watching it with my buddy who's a Cleveland Browns fan. Um, on Sunday night, we're at the bar, and uh, I'm just, I'm sitting there, and, and it's kind of middle of the third quarter, and Pittsburgh's trying to kind of make a comeback, and you're like, oh man, like this is typical Cleveland Brown football. Like you're up twenty-eight to nothing, and you're still scared of losing the game. Like this. This is like a real thing, uh, and I'm, I'm glad to see they obviously pulled out the win. They played so well, uh, and and you can tell this reminded me a lot of the Denver Seattle Super Bowl. Oh yeah, the comparisons were, were were uncanny, absolutely. I mean, when I when whenever and this is any game ever, when the first play of scrimmage is a snap over the quarterback's head, that's yeah. it. Yeah. You're done. That's that's just that's a bad almond. You can't really come back from that. Manning didn't in that Super Bowl. They got crushed. Same thing happened to Big Ben. And, uh, yeah, that just yeah, I knew from there. It's like, yeah, there's just no way. And by the time, the, halfway through the first quarter, it's like 21 to nothing. Collinsworth and Michaels are, like, uh, ready, you know. They, they, they probably just went through five heart attacks. They're just like, oh, my yeah. God. Like, yeah. I can't believe this just happened. Well, uh, just, it's 21 it's- to nothing. And they're like, whoa, this – Oh, this is like a dream if you're a Cleveland fan, and it's like, you know, it's well, crazy. You're, yeah, I mean, it was 20, 28 nothing. I'm like, this thing's over. I yeah. mean, there's no way they're coming back from this. And, and obviously they made it uh, a little bit closer there, uh, you know, going on whatever. They, they outscored them 13 nothing in the third quarter, but Cleveland, to their credit, put the game away. I think, you know, Chubb is, is a stud. The Chubb-Hunt combo is is – it's, it's it's mean, man. Uh, very tough to stop, and that's the point where I think they really do actually have a bit of an advantage over Kansas City. Um, you know, in terms of they can run the ball down their throat, and and they they should be able to score on them. The only problem is that defense. Um, you know, for for Big Ben, I thought just you, you're you're washed, man. Like you just he Goodbye. threw for 501 yards. That doesn't matter. He also threw 68 times. That those stats don't matter. He threw four picks. Um, just really didn't look like he had it. Even the ones he was completing, the receivers were just pretty open, and he was like lobbing slants. Yeah. He was lobbing routes that really should have been fired in there. 
Um, and when you look at, you know, who are the remaining quarterbacks, you know, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Rod, I mean, these, these young, yeah, I mean, these guys are just on a different level right now than, than Big Ben, and, and maybe he comes back, but, like, dude, if I'm Pittsburgh, i got to go in a different direction. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, it's just Rodgers and Brady now are the old, old-timers yep. here. And it doesn't even seem like long ago that Rodgers was just like a young buck. And now he's like kind of, you know, feels like the grandfather. I know. At this I know. Point, which is but he's crazy. still going to win MVP, so hey. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, at this point, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so do you think Big Ben retires after this? I, I think he does. Um did you see that video with Pouncey where Pouncey comes over to him and says, Hey man, we did this for you, brother. And we let you down. And it's kind of like, you know, I think that was their whole season. It was like, you know what? We're going to try this with big Ben one more time. Have him come back. And if it doesn't work, I think he's going to retire. And I think he is. I think, I think big Ben's done. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I don't know which way they go with it. Um, uh, maybe it's the Sam Darnold. Maybe it's, uh, Mac Jones, even, um, but I don't know, man. It's just like I'm just I'm tired of seeing this guy. I don't think he's very good anymore, and uh, it's a great career, obviously. But Father Time is undefeated, as they say, and I think he's he's kind of done. And, and the same can be said about uh, Drew Brees. So we'll we'll see how Drew Brees ends his career. But uh, you know, he he too looks kind of just noodle armed out there. If you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of noodle arm quarterbacks and Phil Rivers, oh, uh, no. and you know what, I'm not, you know, I'm not even going to touch it because I'm, I'm too upset. You can't kill uh, Phil. It's just obvious Frank Reichisms. It's I can't do it. I mean, uh, take the points. Obviously, we don't do it. It's been a motif all season for the Colts. We don't take our points. It screws us over in the end. What do you do? It's just the same thing. And you think, well, you know. Is Frank Reich on the hot seat? What's his deal? You know, is Phil out of Indy? I hope so. Well, you know, and uh, and to Phil's credit, he, he didn't play poorly. Um, he he played pretty no, well. No, and he did. Um, you know, I don't. I can't imagine how you're feeling, but I can say that it just to me, two individuals cost Indianapolis that game. Um, Frank Reich. And and then the the brilliance of Josh Allen on the other sideline. Yeah, he's special. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, very much so. I mean, we've we've gone over and over just how phenomenal he's been this season, and um, he he just made some plays. That him him and Lamar this weekend were incredible. Um, just playmaking, and they get to play each other, which I can't wait. Like that should be. The, uh, I don't know if it's the best game of the weekend, but it, it's pretty. Far it's gonna up be there. really fun, though. Uh, and, I, and I was kind of secretly hoping for for uh, Buffalo Cleveland because I did think that that would be a fun matchup. I I am so ready for a Buffalo Cleveland AFC oh, Championship game. Great. I can't. I just can't wait for it because either way, we're gonna have a cursed team lose. It. I mean. I don't know. Like, I feel like if that happened, it'd go, like, four overtimes. Like, I feel like we just would not stop playing. Like, it's just it's one of those. I feel like a Cleveland Indians-Cubs World Series where, like, oh, it's a rain delay. Oh, then it's extra right. innings. And it just lasts till like, three in the morning. It's, like, it's one of those. Like, but, you know, uh, let's, let's kind of, I guess, 
I guess we're going to dive into the divisional round. Um, and this is a pretty good slate of games. But what's weird is it's actually it's scheduled weird. So usually for divisional weekend, the the Saturday is the same like it usually is. There's a 4.35 and there's an 8.15. But on Sunday, instead of a 1 o'clock and a 3 o'clock or a 1 o'clock and a 4 o'clock, they're doing a 3 o'clock and a 6.40. Mm-hmm. So they're acting like this is championship Sunday on right. Sunday. Which usually in the past, it'd be like, like I said, a 1 o'clock and a 4 o'clock. So I kind of like they have a sun, another Sunday night football. So this is the first playoffs where we will have a Sunday night football game every every Sunday yeah. of the playoffs, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. I like how it's structured. Um, I, will, I will say thank you for not bringing up uh, Rams Seahawks because I don't want to talk about that game. That game. It was was sandwiched. I was I was too uh, exhausted from the Colts game. I took a little nap. I put it on the TV. I barely watched it. I just it sandwiched in. It just I couldn't. You know, I I was tired at that point. I was kind of like my dad was like ahead of the time ahead of the game. I was like ah, you know, Rams Seahawks. Like we've seen these teams play. Um, You know, probably going to be low scoring. My dad was like. No, no, we got to watch. You know, Russell Wilson. He's a big Russell Wilson fan, which like he wants uh, to watch okay, it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And he sucked. So that's all we need to say about that. Well, hey, you know, it's better than my dad. My dad complains all the time. He's like, let's watch Law and Order SVU for no, no, twelve no. hours. And it's just like I, you know, I can't do that. So, but yeah. So speaking of this Los Angeles Rams yeah. team, uh, Johnny Wolford, who. You've really just jumped on this guy's wagon as being the guy for Los Angeles uh, in the future. I don't really remember his numbers from last Saturday. Well, he got knocked out uh, of the game. He got knocked out. He's in the hospital. Oh, yeah. He, okay, yeah. So is Goff so yeah. playing? What, what's yeah, the so deal Goff, with that? He was, it was weird because he was, he was healthy enough to be cleared to play, but he was, I guess, hurt enough to where they felt Wolford gave him the best chance to win. So Goff started the game as – as QB two, Wolford, uh, you know, three for six, 30 yards, barely. I think he only played one drive or two drives. Um, and, um, is then knocked out of the game, taken to the hospital. He's out for the season. So now it's Goff who comes in, he fills in pretty plays pretty well. Um, still nursing that what was a broken thumb, but I think he's, he's improving. I think he's going to be you know, what, 90% of himself when they go to Green Bay this weekend. So I think that game is going to be interesting. I, I don't think I've had another quarterback roller coaster ride like I have had Jared Goff. It went from when he was with Jeff Fisher, he was just awful. Then he gets with McVay, he's amazing, goes to the Super Bowl. Then he's kind of bleh. Then he's great. Then he's bleh. It's, I, what is he? I don't know what Goff is. Is it, one week he's a third stringer. One week he's like MVP of the week. I I don't yeah. understand. I I just I can't wrap my mind my mind around his career. It it doesn't make he's, sense. He's he is a system quarterback. I think he's you know, an extension yeah. of of McVeigh and and McVeigh has certainly propped him up. I mean, I I'm, I've never been that impressed. But but the thing about this game that I think. That the reason why I think the Rams can can stay in this game is because 
this defense. I mean, they they uh, really, I, I think yeah. right now have, have stated their claim as the best defense in the league, um, or at least the best one, you know, still alive. Uh, when you got Aaron Donald, obviously, is a game record. Jalen Ramsey is a game record. Um, oh, yeah. You know, Josh, or John Johnson at safety, Leonard Floyd coming off the edge, a collection of, of incredible players. And, and Brandon Staley, who's uh, the defensive coordinator there, has just been kind of a revelation. It's been almost like the McVay on defense. So I think they're going to be a formidable challenge for Green Bay defensively. Uh, whether or not they can score any points is, is another question. It's why I think Green Bay probably ekes out a win. But if, if people are expecting a blowout in Lambeau, I, I think this one's going to be closer than a lot of people think. So is A.A. Ron able to go? Is that the question? Because was it, Donald, he was injured right? Donald, at some point. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got an injury, I, I think, something to his ribs where uh, he should be out for three weeks, but he's playing. <laughs> it, it, you know what? I'll, I'll tie that a little bit into when we talk about picks. But you said um, that, that uh, golf yes. was starting, right? Golf is starting. Okay, I just want to double-check that. So, the first game, the Rams are visiting the frozen tundra okay. of Lambeau Field to take on What's the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay's favored okay. by six and a half. And it's funny you talk about broken ribs and Aaron or Aaron Donald playing through them because it reminds you right. of Brett Favre and the all Iron Man streak and him playing 321 games with broken ribs, broken hand, all that kind of stuff. So it's quite fitting that he's playing through this at Lambeau Field. Uh, the temperature, I would assume, is is going to be pretty cold. I can imagine. Uh, and I would assume since it is Wisconsin, possible snow flurries could occur at times. Um, I'm going to be honest. I think this is where Green Bay starts to kick it into gear. Um, I think Green Bay wins. Oh, game gosh. Seriously? Yeah, I just think at some point Rodgers has to get it going. And, you know, he's got a week off. This I feel like this Rams team is just dying to just be done. I don't know. I just feel like they're like, oh, Aaron Donald's injured. Oh, Goff's injured. Oh, Wolford's. It's like, you know, I, and this Rams team is just dying to go back to L.A. They're just dying to go home. And I think this is the week they do it. And I think Rodgers gets a big week this week. I think they win the game by 21. Well, I think – uh, you know, I, I don't really see – it's funny. I don't. I think this will be a close game, and yet I don't really see a path for, uh, you know, the Rams to win this game um, because I, I just don't trust – you know, when you look at Goff versus Rodgers, um, who, who's going to execute down the stretch, obviously you'd pick Rodgers there. Um, but like I said, I'm just really a believer in this defense, and I think they'll make it tough on Green Bay. I think they'll hang around. I don't think it'll be a pretty game. I think it'll be a very ugly game. Um, and I like Green Bay by, by a field goal, by a touchdown, something by like that. I'll tell you this. It, it, once you're down by 7 or 14, if you're the Rams, you're huddling together, you're wanting warmth, it's really looking tempting to go back to sunny L.A. when you're down by 7 or 14 points. It, it looks awfully tempting to go back, put some suntan lotion on, Get under that warm weather. Oh, it 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 looks good. It looks good if you're if you're a Los Angeles Ram. I'm just saying, when you're down by by some points, well, you, you want to get out of there. I you, agree. You want to go. Home. I agree. 
you want to, you don't know, know what I mean. So I don't know that they do get down early. If they get down early, I absolutely agree with you. They're not, it's not going to be a close game. If they can kind of keep it close, you know, as I think it, that they might be able to, uh, then they could keep it close, but we'll, we'll see. I, I, I definitely think Green Bay is the better team. I just, I just kind of like this Rams defense. So, as do I. I just think, you know, I, I think there's, and I'm going to say this. I think there's a lot of weapons on the Green Bay offense. I like Lazard. I like scaffolding. I like, uh, I like the way Aaron Jones can run the football. Obviously, Devonte Adams, uh, you know, and the Adams family. So. I just I think you know with the week off I, I think Rodgers is is primed and ready to go. This is where we see prime Rodgers here. So and at home too. Come on, cold weather football. Packers Packers thriving here. So all right, Ravens traveling to Buffalo to take on the Mafia. Buffalo is favored by two and a half. It's eight o'clock on NBC. It's Alan Chris getting that game. Uh, is is Brandon gone doing that Fox game? No, I don't think he is. I think he's doing uh, he's doing Westwood One Radio for that game. Oh, okay, he's doing Westwood because I actually thought Brandon gone did CBS. Yeah, he he does does NFL on Fox, Fox, but he does NCAA tournament matches. Does he call that for Westwood One or CBS? You know, I know he's. I don't think he's affiliated with CBS in any way. Because for me, it feels like Westwood One is just like CBS, right, right. basically. But but uh, that's either way. I, I I really wish Brandon gone would get to call some of these games. Um, but you know, uh, anyway, Alan Chris have that one. Ravens Bills, uh, Buffalo by two and a half. This is gonna yeah, be, this gonna be, really, gonna be fun. really fun. I am so oh, it's gonna be great. I don't know who to pick, man. Oh. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Buffalo by three points. And it's gonna remind me a lot of like backyard football where there's just you've got this great mobile guy. It's like, hey, I'm playing with my cousin. He's really fast. He's just gonna run around and make a play. And and that's what it's gonna kind of be like. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, you know, it's it's just some prime football. Uh it's it's gonna be a lot of running the football and it's gonna be a lot of mobile quarterback you know a lot of mobile quarterback play you know and uh that run last week against the titans for lamar was one of the most fantastic runs i've ever seen by a quarterback uh you know we have the michael vick against the vikings but that was, but that yeah, yeah. against the titans was pretty pretty sweet so i'm gonna take oh gosh yeah. hey, this really is a toss-up but i'm gonna take bills by three i think at home for the bills Everything's just clicking on all cylinders for them. I, I like. I'm going to go Ravens by three. Uh, I know. I, I want to pick the Bills. I just. I don't know. I I I got to be honest. Like the Colts should have won that game. I hate to say that because I know it hurts. Uh, you can't be saying I, that too much. Too much. Like you that, can't be saying I, that too much. I, it's not like the Bills looked super impressive. Like they look good, but. I don't know, like, and not not that Baltimore did either. They barely beat the Titans, but the, I do think the Titans are a decent team. I, I think, I think we were, I think this is maybe the game where we're, this is the game where we're like, okay, Josh Allen is going to learn from this game and he's going to come back stronger next year. I feel like a lot of these young quarterbacks have that game where they struggle in the playoffs okay. and then the next year, um, 
you know, they come back stronger. Of course I like Allen better than I like Lamar. Uh, but this Ravens team is, is pretty complete. They have a very solid defense. Um, I think Buffalo's defense, it does get a little bit overhyped uh, because it's been better in years past. And so we just say it is now, but I do think, I do think the Ravens have the better cool. defense and to just find a way. It, I mean, Campbell Campbell's back and the Titans no. defense is not very good. And the Ravens offense only put up 20 points against them. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, right, this is definitely going to be a shootout. It's going to be a toss up, but, I don't know, man. I just there's I know, something about I know which is why I want to pick know. them, but I just I'm just gonna go with the Ravens, just maybe just to play devil's advocate. We'll see what happens. All right, that that would be a pretty good one. Um, and then Sunday, like we said, a little bit of change of schedule, usually a little change of pace. But three oh five, we have Jim Nance and Tony Romo calling the Cleveland Browns. Shall we say a team of destiny heading to the defending Super Bowl champions at Arrowhead? The Kansas City Chiefs are favored mm. by 10 mm. at home. Oh, that line is agreed. big line. Not only will Cleveland cover, but I think Cleveland will win this game Whoa. by seven points. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe that just came out of my mouth. I don't but hate it did. the take. Um when you look at when you look at <laughs> what the Chiefs did in the tail half of the regular season, it was not super impressive. It was a two point win over Carolina, um, a three point win over Tampa, a six point win over Denver, a six point win over Miami, a three point win over New Orleans, three point win over the Falcons. Uh, those those were their games at, at full strength. They weren't putting teams away, um, and I think with Cleveland. Cleveland's going to have success offensively, um, but I'm rolling with Mahomes. Give me the Chiefs by a touchdown. I, I, I do think the line's too yeah. high, but, man, I'm just, I think this guy's the greatest talent we've ever seen play the position, so I don't know. I, I'm i going to play uh, future seeker, you know, future teller here. Uh, the, the, I'm, I'm getting a vision. Uh, next week we're going to be on this podcast – and I'm going to be asking you why I took the Cleveland Browns as they lose 45 to seven in Kansas City, and Mahomes has five touchdown passes and runs, you know, passes for 300, 400 yards. And I'm just like, why did you let me take the Browns? Um, and, and that's the other way. I'm just thinking, like, well, this is where the Browns turn it on. They got the the bye last week. They'll be fresh. They'll be ready to go. But here's the thing what Cleveland has to do to win, and this is going to be huge. They have to keep Mahomes off the field. And this is what the Colts should have done, and they didn't. Uh, they did to an extent. But what the Cleveland Browns have to do is eat clock yep. from minute one. Eat clock and take Mahomes out. If you can't – or not take Mahomes out, but take, leave him on the sideline. If you can run it with Hunt and Chubb, back and forth, eat the clock, run time off the clock, and keep Mahomes off the field, they will win the football game. It's really that simple. And, you know, and Mayfield did it well last week. He didn't turn over the football. If you don't have turnovers and you run that clock with Hunt and, and uh, Chubb, that is how you're going to win this football game uh, against the Chiefs. And then that's what that, it has think, to be um... Here's the thing. Here, here's my issue with this game for Cleveland is just I just think 
like you can't a 28-0 lead against Kansas City isn't you're not safe. I mean, we know that going back to last season, oh, this no. offense oh, is no. just that explosive. Um, thinking about you know their playoff run last year, where I think they had big comebacks against Houston, um, and and then in the other game against I can't even remember who it was, but they they had big comebacks. Uh, they're they're known for that. I think maybe Cleveland gets up early. There's a little bit of drama, and then Kansas City comes back, wins by a touchdown late uh, with Mahomes. I I can see that too, but. You know, I, I'm just imagining now if Kansas City still had Kareem Hunt, holy cow. Right. How weird would that have been? Do you think maybe, and we're thinking about this too, um, and, you know, obviously weather's off the table for this game. Cleveland has the worst weather ever, them in Buffalo, so that doesn't matter. But is there a Kareem Hunt revenge Absolutely, factor um, at all? He, he's going to have a big game. Right I think Chubb's going to have a big game. I think many, many players for uh, for Cleveland are going to have big games. I just think they're not going to be able to outscore them. But I, I do say, I, I will say this Sunday is going to be pretty fun with this Buccaneers Saints game coming up after that. I'll tell you what. I think whoever wins the Agreed. AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. By far. And I don't even think it's going to be close. And speaking of that Tampa New Orleans. So, okay, are you one of those people that count a 640 game as a night game or uh, an afternoon? I'd say night, not this. See, I, I, I think it's prime time too. But, like, I've heard people, like, announcers say, like, four o'clock games are night games. So I was kind of confused always by that. But I think this is probably the least forward. This is the game I'm least looking forward to, Buccaneers Saints. Uh, agreed, agreed. That's why I think games. we don't, we barely need to talk about it. It's, it's not that interesting. People are hyping this game up. It's not that interesting. It's it's at the Saints. We've already seen them play twice. New Orleans is favored by three. I I really don't like either of these teams, to be quite frank with you. But I will take Tampa to win um, by I'm going to take New Orleans to win by a touchdown, uh, despite the fact that it's very hard to beat a team three times. I just think um, – I don't know. I just don't like this Tampa defense. So, uh, I'm, but frankly, again, dude, I don't really care what? about this game. Like, whoever wins this game is probably losing next week to to Green Bay. I mean, well, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: if if uh, the Bears don't drop that touchdown in the end zone, that's yeah. probably a lot closer yeah. game last week. So, I don't think the Saints are very good. I don't think Tampa Bay is very good. But I know somehow Tom Brady and all of his magic, you know, Tom Brady-ness, you know, playoff, boop-to-boo, whatever, he's going to find a way to get against Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship at Lambeau. It's probably going to happen. And I'll tell you this, I kind of like that Rams-Packers game more. And you know why? Because those teams don't play each other very often. It's like a fun, different matchup, like – you know, it's kind of like an old school type of thing. Like, that's kind of a fun, like, oh, Rams going to the Packers. That, we don't see that really ever. I mean, I don't think they've played the Packers in, like, two or three years. So, like, that's kind of cool. You get, like, a different matchup. But the Saints-Buccaneers is just we've seen it over and over. And, you know, the Saints, you know, punched them in the mouth twice. What's going to happen the third time? I don't know. But, you know, uh, who knows? I, I just think with Tom, though, there's just too many weapons, and 
I don't I think get the Saints that. are very good. I, I don't think I really either don't. team is that good. I'll say this. Like you said, I think this is this is the least exciting game, but I do think that this is going to be a great weekend of football. I'm excited for it. I'm, I will be back on very the podcast much. next week. Uh, if you'll have me, uh, of course. So, I, absolutely, I will. You all, anytime. And it's only fitting that the most boring game of the week right. is called by Joe Buck. And I don't hit on Joe Buck because he went to IU. I just think, and he's probably a great guy. I want just people to know that. He's probably a great human being outside of the announcing booth. But inside the announcing booth, he's just a boring son of a gun. And it's probably not his fault. It's just... And I think he's gotten a little bit better, but I don't know. It's just, I don't know. He's just uh, out of, if you have him, Nance, or Al Michaels, and I know that's a tough room to try to make first in, it's just, it's tough. It's tough to listen to sometimes. Absolutely. I, I would have to agree with yeah. that. But uh, I do think, um, again, like they're just going to hammer home the Breeze Brady narrative and it's going to get old. The game's not going to be that exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Aiden, will you check out the uh, Hoosier Experience podcast? I know Indiana basketball week by week is heating up on the road to the Final Four in Indianapolis. If somehow the Hoosiers make uh, the NCAA tournament, that they will be basically in the home state uh, since it's all getting held in Indianapolis this year. And uh, I think yeah, my Boilermakers assembly hall tomorrow. I mean, correct. If I'm correct, so big rivalry game there. Go Boilers, and uh, we'll see who wins that. And uh, some bragging, bragging rights. Absolutely, check it out. Uh, It's going to be a good game, so I'm excited. Cool. Well, check out Aiden for that, and uh, I'm I'm probably at some point going to have to bring on Patrick and Reed. We're going to probably talk some more NFL stuff. Uh, but Aiden, we'll have you on next week and we'll do some championship game preview and uh, some other stuff. But man, this will be an exciting week. I'm excited Absolutely, for the games. Uh, looking forward to it. Ma- uh, mainly. We'll talk but, next uh, week. Sounds good. Yeah, All right. Peace. I'll see you next week.